Today's episode of Azure Lunch is sponsored by the Azure Architecture Center. For the best advice on architecture styles, technology choices, and design principles for the cloud, including the five pillars of software quality, check out the Azure Application Architecture Guide at aka.ms architecture. Azure Lunch is presented by Daniel Larson and Matt Simpson, technical evangelists at Microsoft. We work for Microsoft, but our opinions are our own. Morena, Matt. Morning, Dan. How you going? Good. It's awesome. Good. It's good. Good to see you, man. It's been yeah. a long time. It has been a while, actually. We're up in February. We're back into 2019, and we're, um, we're only just kicking this thing off. Better late than never. Indeed. Luckily, yeah. we had a last-minute sponsor come through. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, well, I think we'll change sponsors this year. What do you reckon? Yep. Sponsors in air quotes, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just people we, we want to shout out at the beginning of the show. Yeah. I'm thinking the Azure Architecture Center. Yes. Those guys need some props. Yeah. Some mad well, props. We, we, we do use their stuff a lot. We actually. do. Yeah. Every day I'm yeah. on that site. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's really good. Cool. So thanks to those guys. Um, mm. And we've been busy, had a busy summer, had a great holiday. How about you? Yep. Amazing time mm. um, as we sit here in a rainy Auckland this morning. Mm. Um, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's, I had a brilliant summer. I uh, was lucky enough to spend some time in the Coromandel, um, took a bit of time off work um, and had a bit of an extended break because it was kind of crazy last year. So that's why we're a little bit delayed getting back. Um, but yeah, what about you? Yes, yeah, same, same. I stayed in Auckland mostly out on the water with the kids. Just, just fantastic. And then had the extreme opposite. Um, jumped on a plane for 20 and a half hours in total and got to Seattle where it was snowing. Snow copalypse. No, <laughs> snow apocalypse. <laughs> so it went from 29 degrees to minus four. Nice. Yeah. But that was for work, right? It was for work. Yeah, yeah went yeah. over for our internal training conference, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it's been it's been really good and we've managed even to squeeze in a couple of meetups yes yeah we've done a couple of meetups which is good we've both presented at the Azure Azure lunchtime meetup um, you did scaling the monolith which yes. we're going to do a kind of another extended episode on that uh, mm. later on and on the podcast and I did machine learning this week so we talked about machine learning and AI this week um, and we're busily getting those um, those video recordings um, the, the streams for those are going to go up via the podcast via this podcast channel um, very soon as well so good yeah, stuff it's been busy and just for those of you who are new to uh, Azure Lunch podcasts you know Matt and I we both work at Microsoft obviously and, and this is I would describe this as an architecture or a cloud architecture podcast with a Kiwi perspective. Yeah, like there's lots of information out out there mm. and you know we don't want to we're not just doing this for the sake of it um, mm. you know and not trying to you know, not trying to double up on stuff you know there's, there's heaps of other good resources it's out there great like, podcast yeah amazing podcast yeah. and you know like you say the Arctic Center as well it's a fantastic resource so mm. we're really trying to um, put a little bit of a Kiwi slant on it and, and see you know what we're seeing in the market and just mm. you know hopefully making it a little bit relevant to our unique part of the world absolutely where summer is in December Yes. In January. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all a bit it's all a bit different. Yeah, it's difficult for other people to get their heads around as well. Exactly. The hemispheres. All right, good stuff. And also we we've been had some just really great feedback from I guess you describe them as non technical people. <laughs> yep. Our friends in you know, in air quotes non technical roles, although I would I would argue that every role is, is technical or, or going that way. And that really aligns with something we're doing internally, the so-called TSI. What, is, what does that stand for, Matt? So that's the Technical Skills Initiative? Yes. And like you say, so yeah, this is part of the 
this is part of a bigger kind of training thing. We're, mm. we're definitely making a massive push. Um, and we, this started last year with the, the launch of Microsoft Learn. So a lot more online delivery uh, of kind of those training courses and, and, and those and alike. And also a revamp of the um, Microsoft certification paths, really. It's not just Azure. We've had, uh, we've just, just released a whole load of um, Azure, Azure search, which have been had a revamp, but also we're, we're moving more into role-based certification as well. Mm. Um, so we've got 12 new ones that just got released um, last month, which is around um, Office 365 ones. We've got uh, you know Microsoft Dynamics. Um, we're even moving into you know AI data platform, uh, and also you know the Azure things. And it's it's really nice to see that through this um, technical skills initiative internally, you know the the so the so-called non-technical people, you know people like that do account management and those kind of things um, that you, you may well have seen around if you're a Microsoft partner. Mm. You know, everyone's having to go through the, um, the Azure Fundamentals um, certificate and actually, you know, f- you know, formally sit the exam. This yes. isn't some internal special thing. You know, no. we're all going to go through and experience what you would do as 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 a, as a consumer. So it's um, it's really interesting and awesome to see. You know, we're putting putting a lot of um, you know um, investment behind this program and also you know um, in terms of skilling up everyone. Before I forget, the, the URL to go to on the web is microsoft.com forward slash learn to get started with that. This isn't the, the old program. I've still got my uh, MCP badge. Remember that? Yeah. Like a physical badge <laughs> from, I don't know, VB4 exam or something like No, it wouldn't have been that. Or a certificate. You, know, you, you did used to get like, you know, fully. Like proper, yeah. you know. But it's it's not your... Um, it's not. It's not your dad's Microsoft anymore, isn't that what they say? <laughs> your dad's exams. Yeah, it's not, not your dad's. Seventy dash or no. that. If, if if you've got a you know maybe some some slightly bad feelings towards that, give it another crack. Right, we've revamped this thing. Definitely revamped it. Um, it's obviously you know it's it's difficult as well. This is, I can understand. It's it's super hard here. You know the pace of innovation. Mm. It's super hard. You know this, as things move along, you want to we want to keep the content fresh, but you know they can't be revving these exams with the same cadence that we release um, features. I mean, it just mm. wouldn't be feasible. Uh, but you know, and but we're also not stripping away too much to, to make them valuable, right? So you know, you know, I studied for the I'm studying for the developer exam, and you know that includes new services like EventGrid. Mm. There's lots of Cosmos in there, which right. you know traditionally you know you've seen other you know, other times we would kind of strip away and say we're only going to focus on the core aspects. You know, the core of Azure and, and, and Office 365 and Dynamics is so vast these days that mm. it's, it's pretty difficult to kind of define it. Which I like, and I like that the way that we're going for more rollback. So, you know, because yeah. we're seeing that yeah. more in the market as well, where, you know, you can't look after all of Azure. You know, you can't, you know, you're going to need some specialists around 365. You need some specialists around data, data plat and those kind of things. So mm. it's, it's it's super good to see see us doing that and, and taking that forward as well. That's right. And I love seeing those uh, certification badges rolling down my LinkedIn feed. Yep. And uh, that's great. It's great Everyone's motivation too. Yeah. And, it, and like I say, the exams have changed a bit. You know, it isn't just the multi-choice um, kind of you know step through with an hour you know or a couple of hours to do it you know there, there's actual case studies in there yeah. so they actually give you you know a customer example scenario where there's there's some you know the existing customer environment um, their requirements for for a migration potentially or a, a change in service modernization um, you know and and some some limitations or requirements that they they need to fulfill uh, some constraints on the on the problem mm-hmm. and then you're asked a series of questions on that case, that case study around how you'd approach the problem you know to meet the meet the need uh, and often we'll see you know 
the the options that you get in terms of a response are, you know there's, there's a couple of ones that could be that could work out and you're asked for maybe the most cost effective option or you know the, the ones that's going to suit it you know most secure yeah, cool. those kind of things so it's definitely got a different different um, different view on the world so yeah it's it's really good to see really good and again you know we a shout out to I guess I mean I, I've got to stop saying this but non-technical people who are in non-technical roles um, if you are in a technical role and you, and you encounter someone who's going into this technical examination process for the first time then then reach out give them a hand it, it can be scary the first time mm-hmm. uh, but yeah look everyone it's definitely I, this you know, everyone is capable of doing these exams and I think it's a really good thing for for our industry and for Microsoft as a whole. Yeah, like I said, and like I said, these are these are you know we're, this is the same experience that we'd go through, but that mm. experience has changed a little bit as well. So we work with Pearson, so Pearson are one of the you know the proctored these are proctored exams. You have yeah. to go and sit them either in a in a test centre and you know go through all that um, process, but you know really. You know, to the New Zealand um, field, you know, there's only so many test centres, and some people, yeah. you know, would have to travel away. So we're, what we what we're doing now is you can actually set these online. They're um, hilarious. Yeah, the so, online yeah. proctored ones are so much fun. Yeah, so you have <laughs> to, you know, great. there's a, there's a bit, there's a few more requirements. You know, you need a you need a decent internet connection, and you know, you've got a laptop with. You've got to hold your camera. laptop up and like <laughs> move the camera around and make sure there's no notes pinned to the wall and stuff. It's <laughs> yeah, great. so you have to clear off your office, which yeah. I spent more time, to, you know, clearing yeah. up for the exam than I did actually taking it. But you know um, where I got into big trouble. For that talking to myself yes i did too yeah yeah i did too yeah because like I suppose this is the thing right you're not in a you're not in a sanitized kind of um space yeah. you know when you go into the the testing exams they take your phone off you and yeah. you know you're in a you're in a sealed room or yeah. using a using a machine from the dark ages but um you know it's 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 very you know like the environment sanitized and yeah it was pretty funny because they said um i took my exam and they were, have you got any recording devices and then i realized i had to go and unplug the alexa thing because i was like oh wow because i was like oh yeah i do because i was just <laughs> i was thinking like you know like because this is it you could go and leave your phone and you could start but yeah, I got I got pinged for um, for talking to myself because you can't talk to yourself. Yeah, because no. you can't. Obviously, if you're recording, you could you could verbally read all the questions and then go and study them up later. But True. yeah, the recording device, the um, the voice assistant. He said the the proctor came on and said, "Have you got a voice assistant?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." Damn, oh, I had to awesome. go and unplug it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So yeah, check that out. Microsoft.com/learn. Uh, let's talk about Seattle Ready. So yep. So you you just come back. Well, just got back actually yeah. Saturday, so that's just a few days ago now. Hmm. But um, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, snowing. Lots Everyone, of snow. Lots of snow. Seattle some stories. Seattle people were freaking out because of the snow, and fair enough, they didn't have enough snow plows, and there were people stuck up in Redmond Ridge who were having to literally hike to the nearest <laughs> bus stop for ninety minutes. Hi, Grant. That's um, a really great services architect that we know had to had to do that, and full credit to him. Yeah, awesome. The snow boots like, on. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well. And the uh, ski poles and, and hiked to work. As you do. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just just different world. But uh, so where'd you go? What, yeah, uh, what, what's the what's the the story behind this? Story behind this is you know most people would know Ignite and Build and Connect and our other great you know large scale conferences that we do. We actually do t- public facing, right? So these, these are for you know pay customers go and Absolutely. go and talk to talk to the bit. And you know we've all seen Build online, but yeah, yeah get to go there and visit the teams and exactly. have a chat. Yep, that's right. So we also run two of those every year for internal people. Microsoft staff. Absolutely. So this is for um, what we call, you know, field 
staff to go to travel over to Seattle and get the latest and greatest from our product group, which is a very large group of people who build the software and services, and just get you know what's coming down the the road, what's on the roadmap, what's coming down the pipeline. Um, a lot of the information we receive is is confidential, so it's not not things we can talk about publicly until it uh, until it goes GA or goes into public preview. But yeah, really interesting, great opportunity to learn, a great opportunity to meet people from Microsoft from around the world. It's a complete melting pot. I mean, I, jump, I bumped into technical evangelists from Australia, from Poland, you know, from the States, obviously, um, you know, made friends in the UK. It's just, you know, all sorts of really great, smart people, all just, you know, hungry to learn about tech and yeah. uh, eager to talk about it. So it was Great really opportunity good. to meet people that you wouldn't necessarily work with on a, on a daily basis. Exactly. I mean, we do have lots of communities here at Microsoft yeah. internally, but yeah. this is, you know, you put a, put a kind of face to a name and, you know, yeah. go and meet some of the people that we um, interact with. But, yeah, good opportunity to kind of share some stories. and Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's great. So, so a lot of great, lot of really good talks. You know, everyone's there. Mark Rusinovich, um, uh, Scott Henselman did a fantastic talk. Uh, you know, a lot of product managers and program managers that we know internally were there. Um, yeah, really good stuff. Awesome. Mm. Key takeaways. What was the key takeaways? Lots, but but two I'd like to talk about today. One is we're really doubling down on the security features for PaaS. Okay. So it's an interesting story around around platform as a service at Microsoft. Microsoft have always had an excellent security story in terms of trusted computing and the way that we run the data inside our regions and our data centers. You know, we've got hundreds or more than 100 compliance certificates now that assert that everything we do inside a data center is encrypted, both mm-hmm. in transit and in storage. So, so that, that's not the problem. The problem is more around the perception of, of private versus public networking and how we handle that. I was going to say, yeah, because I mean, the trust center that we have mm-hmm. online is amazing. And I, I often, you know, direct customers to that, it you know, shows all the, you know, the, the, Certificates that we have and all yeah. the work that goes into it, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's so you think it's more of a it's more of a perception kind it's of perception thing. that comes from traditional networking. Okay, all right. So and and I guess enterprise as well is you know if we're advertising public IPs, yep, for uh, public. Um, Services, PaaS services. So I'm talking about app services, Azure SQL DB, Cosmos DB, things like that. Then how can a public IP be secure? So you and I, we can talk to a to a qualified security assessor, a QSA, and you know correctly, you know, prove that yes, that we might be calling that IP public, but for all intents and purposes, it is private, and everything that travels over is encrypted. But the perception, if you come from from networking, from you know. Um, from classic networking is there are some some public IPs there and what do we do about that? So we're introducing lots more features to either lock down those IPs, so put access controls on them, which satisfies um, compliance requirements, or just to not make them you know publicly accessible at all in the first place, and also to connect our um, our PaaS services to private. Uh, networks, which in, in Azure we call virtual networks, mm-hmm. and so lots of really great features around that. Right. So if you've been a little bit frustrated around that that enterprise networking story for PaaS, uh, good news. I can't talk talk specifics, but lots of great features coming uh, this year um, to Azure, which is which is really exciting. Awesome. There's there's two views on that, right? I mean, as a cloud native. Architect, you would argue, well, who cares? You know, the the internet, it's all public. Yeah, internet is the data center. Assume breach, all of that stuff. Yep. So, hey, you better get used to a world where we've got we've got public networking and public IPs. 
Um, the flip side of that view is for enterprise networking and for, for enterprise um, computing, we we need to have private networks, and yep. they need to be you know especially in a hybrid world, they need to be connected to other private um, networks, and, and that that stuff certainly isn't going away. So we of course want to um, want to be able to satisfy both requirements, and we're doing that by just loading on uh, more and more features in that space. Yeah, and I guess like you say with that cloud native thing, you know, it's it's one thing to have, you know, obviously, you know, we've got maybe we've got a mobile app or a website, you know, the the consumer you know, information, the database, you know, essentially needs to be accessible as well. You know, you can have that. Um, you know, the argument there is well, you know, if if there's some internals where we're you know doing some data warehousing or you know we're modelling some consumer data, you know, maybe we don't want that, you know, mm. on the internet as well. We mm. could we could put some boundary away of it. We're certainly seeing those those boundaries shift and change and kind of bleed. Um, as, as data shifts um, um, between them, mm. um, but really just important to, to have those kind of distinctions and, and absolutely there. So that's yeah. awesome. And just good make to it hear. crystal clear. Yeah, so it's good. So I would say look at it build. When's build? May. May, coming up. And Tickets are on. Yeah, look for some big announcements at May um, okay. around that space, which is really good. Awesome. Um, the other big thing was just around the sheer scale of investment in infrastructure you know and it's always the scale that blows me away when you go to Seattle you know 10,000 people in a conference center for one um, how do you feed them at lunch you yep. know and that's what that I always uh, when yeah because I'm on the so this like Dan said before with ready with this there's two rotations yeah. um, so there's a summer one and a winter one and you know us being in the southern hemisphere confuses everyone because yeah, <laughs> it's, it's winter. So Dan's on the winter rotation, even though he goes in summer. Uh, I go to Las Vegas in in July, um, and that's mm-hmm. that's part of it as well. But yeah, just just seeing the lunch hall really kind of brings it home. Where you know, yeah. and the, the Kiwi's perspective, right? You know, I mean, I've you know travelled and seen London and been on the tube and those kind mm. of things, but nothing prepares you for you know that kind of <laughs> seeing like twelve thousand hungry people like yeah. uh, at the same time. It's it's kind of being fit. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's just the scale of it is just something else. It's just no. Yeah, you don't right. have any appreciation until you, until you go there. You just yeah, yeah. It's very hard. People, to talk, like, we're talking about it now. Everyone's probably like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. And same goes for our investment in cloud infrastructure. So you can't go into details on that, but I mean, it's always you, you can Google it, and it's you know we're talking eye-watering numbers, and just how that plays into the amazing products that we that we deliver. And just to choose one, Cosmos DB. You know, that is a NoSQL, for want of a better word, document database, essentially, that is now runs in a distributed mode across geographies. So from an Azure point of view, that means you can have multi-master rights in different regions. So that could be East, East US and West US and, and have that data be consistent in just a few milliseconds. Uh, you can even go a step further. You could, you could have another replica in West Europe, for example. Just to read off, maybe. Yep, to read off, or you could do um, you could do multi master as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you obviously you're buying a bit more latency just because of you know physics and the speed of light. But um, how do we actually make that possible? Well, it's not just great software because that is amazing software. I've been going through the um, TLA Plus um, online lectures, um, which is which is a um, a software practice that they use to build Cosmos DB, which is very interesting. But there's also just the sheer innovation, and let's take networking for example you know we've got lots of private fiber i think what 100,000 miles 100,000 miles of dark fiber mm-hmm. dark fiber means we own it There's, no one else's traffic is traveling across it um, we either lease or we own the, that fiber and that allows us to interconnect all of our our regions once you do that once you're on your own fiber you can do things like just you know abandon the tcp protocol <laughs> 
because uh, that's too slow, you know, or too chatty, which is fascinating. Which it is, yep. Yeah, it's a very chatty product. Well, not We're seeing that more though, right? Yeah. You know, front door. Front door. Azure front door, yeah. which is, you know, the, the you know our service that we use to, to front Office 365, which now has its consumer arm mm. um, that we're actually offering as a service. Um, mm. Yeah, which, which, you know, establishes, you know, you establish TCP to it, yep. but it's able to to not do that to the back ends. That's right. Yeah. We use other protocols, you know, so um, accelerated networking, um, anycast inside our, and once you get across our edge, and that means a lot less back and forth. You know, the X and NACs and things like that that are going backwards and forwards are greatly reduced, which means, um, yeah, faster, data travels faster, which allows us to just get exceptional performance on those um, those on distributed computing systems like Cosmos DB. And, you know, even other great in, um, innovations, FPGAs in the network controllers, you know, field programmable gate arrays. Uh, that's, you know, an amazing technology that we've put into networking devices to allow us to, to make those things go faster. So just, you know, the amount of science, investment, R&D, Microsoft Labs, and, you know, this is decades, you know, we really are standing on the shoulders of giants every time we, we launch a great product like Cosmos DB or Azure Front Door, you know, just building on those fantastic te- technologies to achieve cloud scale. Because it's easy to, I guess, you know, and I'm I'm guilty of this for sure, just to be kind of naive and just, it's a database, but it's 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 more than the sum of its part, you know, yeah. it, like that that concept, you know, just think, you know, it's a database, you know, um, it's but actually it's 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 not just the software, the bits that are running Cosmos, it's all the actual underlying fabric, mm. all of that that goes together, and it wouldn't be possible without you know any one part of it, and it's, it's actually right. you know yeah. It's, it's more than the sum of its parts, and it's it's not just software. It's it's yeah. a real integrated solution, um, which you couldn't, you know, you can't really kind of a good emulate test for it. that. A good test for that is customers will say, "Well, why don't you, you know, why don't you release Cosmos DB so we yeah. can install it on our on our servers?" Well, There's an emulator. There is an emulator which you can for do local it. development, yeah. but it's not. Well, are you going to build a private fiber network between your regions and are you going to, you know, invest in the research to get FPGAs into your network controllers? You know, I mean, the, just the sheer scale to be able to get innovation at that, at you know, to, to achieve that sort of speed that you need uh, for, for those sort of distributed computing system is immense. Yeah, because like you say, even if you gave me the software bits, I couldn't just go and rack a couple of servers in no. Auckland and Welly and, and like I couldn't do it without... Essentially, what you're saying is running my own network <laughs> down to Wellington, yeah. Yeah. and employing your own labour scientists to build the switches and all the and all the other crazy stuff we do. So yeah, it's not yeah, it's not just the software, right? It's not no. all the it's not just the database engine software. Yeah. It's, that's a it's a massive tenant of it in terms of data and and those things. But it actually to enable some of those scenarios, it goes way further than 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 just that kind of database software. Exactly, yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Awesome. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, we're going to do a, a podcast episode on Azure Front Door, so more on mm. that coming up in a, in a future episode, not far away at all. In fact, we'll record that this morning. Yeah, um, you talked about it uh, yeah. in Scaling the Monolith. Yeah. I used it in my demo yes. for the machine learning thing. Um, nothing to do with machine learning. I was just, in, you know, I have you know, this concept of trying to build something on top of the, the new tech so I get a better understanding of it. And I've That's certainly right. learned heaps about Front Door and, and what, it, what it can do and where it's good for. And, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're definitely worth a uh, explorative session on that. So in a season trailer style, what else have we got coming up this year? Lots coming up. Um, lots more podcasts. Lot more, lots more meetups. Um, I've got some speakers lined up. We, we were supposed to have. Um, so I was planning on getting somebody from Corp who was travelling to Australia. We were trying to get Jeff Holland over here to to, to New Zealand, and we were going to wrangle him into a meetup, but that didn't happen. So, um, but we've got some other speakers lined up. 
Um, we're going to talk about Service Fabric. We've got some stuff coming on uh, Azure B2C, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about um, Azure DevOps. And these are all customer stories. So this we're actually, is at the Azure Lunchtime Meetup. This is Azure Lunchtime Meetup, and this right. is all um, customers or partners talking here. So uh, this is, you know, we're going to get some, you know, kind of uh, stories from the trenches kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is which is super nice to hear. So, yeah, it would so be good to, you know, it's always good to get that customer experience of um, how they've used the product and what they've, you know, kind of exported out of it. So it's going to be super yeah. cool. So we've got those coming up for the next three months. Right. So check us out on Azure, uh, sorry, on meetup.com mm-hmm. and just search for Azure. There's loads of great Azure meetups. In Auckland, um, there's two I can recommend, the Azure Lunchtime Meetup, which Matt and I organize. And there's another one, which is called the Azure User Group. Yep. They just kind of re, rebranded and, yeah. and they did another one this week as well. Yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're more developer focused, I yeah, guess. I we're, we're, we're more dev focused. We're definitely trying to push that and just give people an option. You know, um, you know, evenings are not great for me. So to yep. stay in town, that's not easy. So we're trying to give people yeah, who want to come to mm. have a feed at lunchtime and they can get away from work. Um, we're trying to give them the option there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the user group that runs in the evening at Microsoft um, here in the Viaduct as well. Yeah. Um, but we're going to, I think we're going to start streaming as well. So we're going to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've already kind of run a couple of trials on using. Um, uh, the live events in, in inside teams, teams which oh, uses Microsoft so Stream, yeah, and get your producer exec producer it's skills actually out. really good. <laughs> I, was, I was having lots of fun changing directing. Yeah, my talk, right? Yeah, yeah. I did scaling the monolith, so we're going to release scaling the monolith. Um, Dan's talk, um, and I used the Teams live event, um, which I couldn't believe how easy it was to set up, and yeah. actually the you know the fact that if you've got a couple of cameras, you can actually you can vision make, switch. <laughs> yep, and switch from your uh, PowerPoint slides and your Same. demo slides that you're presenting to the camera in the room. Matt Spielberg, eh? Ah, oh, unbelievable. Was, uh, When's the Star Wars feature coming? I was, I was having a great time. Picture in picture. Like, <laughs> picture in oh. picture. I was like, yeah, so good. Like, video plus the slides. Oh, oh, mate, I don't know. Mate, you well, make me look good. I know but, you do. But I couldn't believe how easy it was. Like, I was yeah. actually blown away. Like, it was just like set up a, you know, it's a preview feature. But I mean, yeah. we're able to, um, you know, and this is the thing about New Zealand as well. The big comment that we get, you know, we're quite a, you know, mm. widely populated um, and widely distributed um, country. There's lots yeah. of people down in Hamilton and yeah. out in the regions and how can we get to them more oh. and, and try and make them feel like they're part of the event and things like that. So Accessibility is a big thing, right? Huge, Some right? people, it's just such a big deal for them to get mm. out even out yeah. of their house so I'm, I'm really... Yeah, yeah, them. and you know Auckland isn't, you know, the, I mean it's you know yeah. it's not the epicentre of tech for New Zealand. I mean it's a big part of it but Absolutely. I mean we need to, you know and it'd be nice to just, you know, give the ability so we, we obviously we're recording them and you know, for people to view later on, but I really want to try and encourage uh, to do live streaming, and then um, you know, if we get enough people, we can actually you know take some comments, and um, you know, if people have got questions, that, you know, there and then we can mm. we can answer them as well. So yeah, kind of awesome. try and push the boundaries on that one. So yeah, super pumped for that. It's going to be good. Too good. And podcast wise, we've I'm going to do a scaling the monolith podcast. So we'll do we'll just do a bit of a behind the curtains yep. um, episode on that. We're yep. going to do a um, serverless episode which I'm really looking forward to yep and then we will look to getting some guests in as well yes. later in the year yep so yeah stay tuned we keep talking about guests so you know yeah, that's on us so it's if you KPI. see us next time you see us ask us how our guests for, guest speakers for the podcast is going and yeah. um, keep us on, on task for that So that's um, the one yeah awesome Matt thanks, thanks mate see you soon cool Today's episode of Azure Lunch is sponsored by the Azure Architecture Center. For the best advice on architecture styles, technology choices, and design principles for the cloud, including the five pillars of software quality, check out the Azure Application Architecture Guide at aka.ms architecture. 
Azure Lunch is presented by Daniel Larson and Matt Simpson, technical evangelists at Microsoft. We work for Microsoft, but our opinions are our own.